Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Atherford Planning Committee meeting, 1st of August 2018. A couple of items before we start. Uh, There are no fire alarms planned today, so if there is a fire alarm, please meet on the grass outside. Um, We have two substitutes today, Gary Leconte and Anthony, substitute for John Lodge and for Richard Freeman, yeah? Okay. Um, Just as a note, the POS report, which um, Paul is talking about, will be coming to committee. That's a a report done by the outside body and the action list and everything else will be coming before you in due course, so just for the record. Um, Can everybody please assure all phones are off? No mobile phones on at all, please. Minutes of the previous meeting, may I sign those off? Yeah, okay. Ben? No other points? Okay. In that case, we will move to UTT 1810. Yep, it's always the same. (laughs) All right, declarations of interest. Saffron Warden, yeah, Town Council, okay. Good, I'm glad. Okay. Uh, with that, we'll move to UTT 18-1011, Outline Planning Consent for Marinello Watchhouse Green Felsted, and Mrs Jones to take us through it. This application relates to the site that the committee members visited this morning in Watchhouse Green Felsted. The application site is located to the northwest of Watchhouse Green and northeast of the village of Felsted, outside development limits of Felsted. The site is part of the garden of adjacent dwelling Marinello and is irregular in shape. <coughs> Maddie, can you just speak a little bit closer to the mic, just so we can hear? Sorry. It's a little bit loud in here. Do you want me to start again? No, go on, carry on. Um, There are residential dwellings to the east of the site running in a linear pattern along the B1417. There is close boarded fencing to this boundary. To the north of the site is an existing driveway, which is also a public right of way. This provides access... Can everybody hear me? No, not very well, actually. No, it's not working as normal, is it? <coughs> what I want you to get is a fog horn. Is that any better? No, they're not working. Okay. Yeah, if you can. Thanks, Ben. Excuse us for a few seconds, ladies and gentlemen. We have a technical problem. Sorry, Mr. Chairman, it was just... No, thank you. you're the technical problem. And I thought if I couldn't hear it, then obviously... uh, Other people's couldn't... Yeah. One, two, three, four, testing. Yeah, it is.
еще питательный. Is that any better? No, still not right. Can you hear? It's not right. It's not. Well, it's not. That's a bit better now. But I'm speaking, you know. Yeah, because you can adjust your own. All right. Is that better? Yeah. Okay, everybody. There's a knob I didn't know about on the left with a plus sign on it. <laughs> If you all press it, then it seems to increase the volume to the room. Thank you to the technical department. I've still got to speak close to it. <coughs> Thank you. <coughs> Maddie, if you'd like to start again. I'll I will do, do. Is that better? Good. This, this application relates to the site that the committee members visited this morning in Watch House Green, Felsted. The application site is located to the northwest of Watch House Green and northeast of the village of Felsted, outside development limits in, of Felsted. The site is part of the garden of the adjacent dwelling Maranello and is irregular in shape. It is approximately 1.5 hectares in total. There are residential properties to the east of the site running in a linear pattern along the B1417. There is close boarded fencing along this boundary. To the north of the site is the existing driveway, which is also a public right of way. And this provides access to Felmel Farm and a day care nursery whippersnappers. This access leads on to the Braintree Road. Beyond the access track is open countryside. Mature trees line the existing access road and a landscape buffer along, runs along the western and southern boundaries. Beyond the western boundary is open countryside. Here is open countryside and this is countryside. The proposal relates to an outline application with appearance, landscaping and scale reserved for the erection of 28 new dwellings. 40% would be affordable housing. The formation of a new vehicle access, local play area, parking and landscaping. The indicative plans show a mix of two one beds, nine two beds, 11 three beds and six four beds. The indicative mix shows a mix of flats, bungalows, semi-detached and detached properties. 40% affordable housing is proposed and this is shown indicatively to be two one-beds and nine two-beds. Two of the affordable housing would be provided as bungalows and two of the units would be flats. All dwellings have on-plot parking and the indicative plans show seven additional visitor parking spaces. All dwellings have in excess of 100 square metres private amenity space. The affordable housing would be split into affordable rent and affordable shared ownership. An area of public open space in the form of a lap is included in the proposals. A new access road would be provided with a new junction serving the farm and nursery off of the new development access drive. So this road here is a new access road and this road here which is the existing 
access road would remain as a pedestrian only access. Several trees have to be lost within the site, however the proposals include the retention of key trees and hedgerows and the creation of new open spaces and natural swales and habitats which would provide a net gain in biodiversity on the site. The landscape officers visited the site and none of these trees to be felled are considered to be outstanding specimens. The proposed protective measures in respect to trees to be retained are considered satisfactory. Revised plans, sorry. Revised plans have been received relocating the existing access to Marinello, which at the moment is right on the corner. It's been moved into the site, relocated to here. Um, also, the existing pavement along the Braintree Road is being extended so that all along here into the site. The next two um, slides show the indicative types of dwellings. The yellow buildings would be bungalows, the blue would be uh, one and a half storeys and the pink and green would be two storeys. The affordable housing would be located here and also here. And it would include two bungalows and two flats. It is considered that the weight to be given to the requirement to provide a five-year land supply and the housing provision which could be delivered by the proposal would outweigh the harm identified in relation to rural restraint set out in policy S7. Therefore, in balancing planning merits, it is considered that planning permission should be granted for the development. The layout of the development is acceptable. No significant loss of residential amenity would arise from the proposals. The amenity areas and parking provision are appropriate and comply with policies Gen 2 and Gen 8. The housing mix is considered acceptable. The new access road and relocation of the access to Marinello are considered to be acceptable. The applicants have sent in a response relating to the cumulative impact of the development in respect of highway impacts and a scoping was carried out with Essex County Council Highways in which it was agreed that no specific junction capacity assessment work was necessary on the local highway network. The junction access arrangement to the site from the B1417 is to be improved as part of the development which would be expected to increase capacity at the access junction and also improve highway safety. In light of the above, it is considered that there will be no significant community highway impacts. The affordable housing mix and tenure split for the development is considered to be acceptable. The contri contribution in respect of education is 119,000, which would be secured by Section 106. Um, the proposal would not give rise to any flooding issues and complies with Gen 3. In view of the lack of five-year land supply, the provision of affordable housing, provision of open space, contribution of the education, the proposes on balance recommended for approval, subject to Section 106 agreement and conditions. <clears throat> Thank you, Mrs Jones. Uh, we have three speakers on this application, so I'll take Mr Alan Storey first, who is an objector. Mr Storey, you have three minutes.
Okay. Thank you. The recently published National Planning Policy Framework points out that planning law requires that applications for planning permission be determined in accordance with the development plan unless material considerations indicate otherwise and that it is a material consideration in planning decisions. I focus on just one policy in the adopted local plan. That's S7, which is particularly important because it seeks to protect the rural area from inappropriate development and restrict development to only that which is appropriate to the rural area or needs to take place there. It states, permission will be given only for development which protects or enhances the character of the countryside in which it is set, or there are special reasons why the development needs to be there. The case officer's report finds that the proposal is contrary to S7. The framework states that planning decisions should apply a presumption in favour of sustainable development, which means where the policies which are most important for determining the application are out of date, granting permission unless any adverse impacts of doing so would significantly and demonstrably outweigh the benefits when assessed against the policies in this framework taken as a whole. What constitutes out of date includes where the local planning authority cannot demonstrate a five-year supply of deliverable housing sites. That's the case here in Uttlesford, although the figure, figures referred to in the case officer's report are over 12 months old, so it's a, they may well not reflect the current situation. But in undertaking this assessment and considering the weight to be given to the policies in the framework, it's necessary to have regard to two additional matters. First, Lord Cornwall, Justice of the Supreme Court, stated in May of last year that it's clear in my view that the list of policies in the framework is to be read as including the related development plan policies. And the paragraph does not take away the ordinary discretion of the decision maker to determine what weight should be given to even an out-of-date policy and that it does not follow that if a policy is deemed to be out of date, that minimal weight must be given to it. Secondly, in determining two planning appeals in this district in August of 2016, the Secretary of State considered that the policy aim of S7 to protect the countryside was consistent with the framework. He therefore attached significant weight to this in dismissing both appeals. So on that basis, the impact of this proposed development upon the surrounding countryside is such that it constitutes both strong and legitimate grounds for you to refuse this application, and I urge you to do so. Thank you. <coughs> Thank you, Mr. Storey. Uh, Mr. Roy Ram? From the Neighbourhood uh, Plank Chairman. You have three minutes, Mr. Ram. Mic on. Chairman, my remarks uh, this afternoon relate to this application and this, the next application that the Council is considering. So, if I may go over slightly in relation to both. Yeah, I'll give you yeah, five minutes, Roy. Okay, thank you. Uh, I'm Roy Ram, Chairman of the Felsted Neighbourhood Plan Steering Group, and I'm accompanied by Richard Freeman of Felsted Parish Council. Like the UDC local plan, our draft neighbourhood plan is at pre-submission stage and has been published and submitted to UDC. 
Um, from the outset, we have been mindful of a need to contribute to sustainable development. We have considered what is right for our community and have allocated housing for Felsted, all against the background of a community that really doesn't want any more development. However, of the two sites before you, the site of Clifford Smith Drive utilises land we consider suitable only as a future rural exception site following a properly implemented housing needs survey. The site behind Marinello we consider inappropriate, being backland development in a community of linear build grain. It is also not a coherent extension to any existing development. Importantly, neither site offer any significant community benefits whatsoever. Felstead Neighbourhood Plan allocates 63 dwellings up to 2033, significantly higher than a realistic allocation within the Regulation 19 quota. And I need to make a very important point here. With help and advice from UDC planning officers, after consultation with our community and developers, our plan not only delivers 63 dwellings, but also delivers a new and enlarged doctor's surgery for Felstead to be owned by the community and significant parking and drop-off facilities for Felstead Primary School. These will not be delivered without the neighbourhood plan. Loss of these would impact both Felstead and adjoining areas which rely on them for sustainability from a planning perspective. The Education Authority cannot implement a two-form entry plan for Felstead unless the serious traffic congestion around the school is addressed. The doctors and the West Essex Clinical Commissioning Group are clear. The current surgery does not meet current NHS requirements. It will have to close within two to three years. The practice and the community urgently need a new surgery. Can I draw your attention to the comments from consultees for these two applications and the response from Dr T on behalf of John Tasker House Practice, the providers of healthcare in Felstead? Dr T confirms that the practice could accommodate additional patients, but he qualifies this statement by saying, and I quote, I would also add that in the medium term, it is intended to operate a new large full-time surgery elsewhere in Felstead. The, the background work for this is currently being progressed and discussions are ongoing. Chairman, the background work to which Dr T refers are the proposals put forward in the neighbourhood plan. The steering group is having the dialogue with the clinical commissioning group. Indeed, we had a meeting with them only five days ago. Without the neighbourhood plan and the funding generated by our proposals, a new surgery will simply not materialise and the community risks losing its doctors altogether. So can I turn to the issue of proportionality? Regulation 19 allocates 737 dwellings across 19 Type A villages for the period 2011 to 2033, an average of 39 in each Type A village. Felsted has had 62 since 2011. With 63 in our neighbourhood plan, that will be 125, over three times the average for Type A villages. With the two applications before you, today that you are considering, that number would rise to 183. The UDC housing allocation for Felsted would be disproportionate and our community would not tolerate it. 
Encouraged by UDC and supported by locality, we have worked hard for three years on our plan. We have identified critical risks to amenities and worked with UDC planning to find ways to mitigate them. To be blunt, if you approve the sites before you today, which I repeat offer nothing in the way of community benefit, the residents of Felstead will reject our neighbourhood plan and all of our work with the community, with the clinical commissioning group, indeed with Uttlesford and with developers and the school will have been a lost cause. The community will not accept the developments proposed by the plan in addition to what is before you today and the critical mechanism to deliver important community amenities will be lost. It's one or the other, but not both. Felstead neighbourhood plan will, I fear, be dead in the water. We are confident that we can win community support to accept 63 new dwellings, providing they are accompanied by very substantial community benefits, which also advantage the greater community as they secure sustainable amenities. We would urge you not to destroy all of our work and cause us to lose the enhanced and secured community amenities. Thank you, Chair. Thank you, Mr Ram. <coughs> we have one other speaker who is the agent, uh, Michael Calder. Michael, I'll double up. You've got six minutes. I've got six. If you want six minutes, yeah. Thank you. Good afternoon. I'm from Phase 2 Planning, speaking on behalf of the applicant. We hope that you've had the opportunity to review our member briefing note, which highlights that this proposal seeks outline approval for 28 homes. Your officers are recommending approval, and we hope you'll feel able to support their recommendation. There is a shortfall in the district's land supply, and we recognise the consequence of this is not a desirable position for the Council, but we are all confronted with a housing crisis that is affecting young people and families up and down the country. The Government is clear in its direction for addressing this crisis, with policy in the MPPF clear that there is a need to take positive decisions regarding housing delivery on sites like this, which is in the public interest. Delivering this proposal for 28 dwellings will offer local young people and families and those looking to downsize in the district the opportunity to get their feet on the housing ladder in what is a very competitive environment. This proposal includes a good mix of properties providing one, two, three and four bedroom homes and bungalows which would make ideal homes for the first time buyers and young families. Perhaps most significantly, 40% or 11 of the new dwellings will be affordable homes and this will assist those struggling to get on the housing ladder with the opportunity for rented or shared ownership properties. The affordable homes include a mix of apartments, bungalows and houses and are tenure blind. We endorse your officer's view that the site's mature landscape boundaries will contain this development and would prevent any harmful impacts into the countryside. This site is a logical and organic extension of Watch House Green, set in a contained landscape setting and will reflect the pattern of the Clifford Smith Drive development opposite which was granted permission in 2014 and is proposed to be enlarged in the draft local plan. This demonstrates that we are located in a sustainable and suitable location for housing. <coughs> Your officers have considered the impact of both sites and identified that there will be no cumulative adverse impacts or that there is any infrastructure that would prevent this growth. We, therefore fully Sorry. we are aware that there are letters of support and there is also some local concern. However, the Highway Authority has confirmed that the new access will improve the capacity and safety of the junction with Braintree Road and will stop cars using Whippersnappers Nursery from waiting in the Braintree Road at peak times. This will result in local highway improvement. The local GP has advised that these new homes can be accommodated in the local system. 
a new improved GP practice is proposed in Felsted in any event and there are no known infrastructure constraints that would prevent this growth in addition to that within the neighbourhood plan. Between this site and the Clifford Smith Drive site, which you'll hear about later, there will be a significant contribution of approximately £250,000 towards a local school to make what would be significant improvements. We agree with your officers that the neighbourhood plan is at an early stage in the process and does not outweigh the clear benefits of this proposal or the MPPF support. In our view, therefore, these local concerns do not outweigh the clear national and local policy support for these proposals. We therefore fully support your officers' conclusions that the benefits of this scheme are significant, should be given considerable weight and support the grant of permission. We therefore hope that you will be able to support this application this afternoon. Thank you. Uh, thanks, Mr Calder. Um, we have no other speakers on this application, so it is over to you, Committee. Uh, Councillor Gerard, if you would like to start. Can you hear me? Thank you, Mr Chairman. Um, Mrs Jones, could I just ask for a couple of points of clarity? Could you please go back to the big map showing the sites in relation to Felsit? Yes. One thing that I just... A, a few of our councillors weren't at the, at the site meeting this morning. Um, what you don't, don't see is below, that, below the site, off the map there, is a school. Um, I don't know if you can actually pinpoint where it is, but there is a school there. And my understanding is that um, during term time, particularly in the mornings and obviously collection in the afternoon, there's considerable traffic and parking problems that come up from the school up to very close where the proposed access is. Uh, that's the first point I wanted to raise to everyone. The other thing is that it's not very clear on there, but there is a double bend on that road. Um, when we were on site earlier on, you, when you stand at the point of access, it's very clear that there's a, there's a, from looking to the right, there's a blind bend coming around the right, and then there's a bend going out north, out of, um, to the north of the map there. And um, from, what, from what I saw, and I, I, re, I, I realise what highways had to say on, their, on theirs, but they're usually, they, they don't pick up on these things, but I didn't think that was a safe access, both coming in or going out, particularly particularly during busy times when there are lots of children around and lots of busy people getting to work um, and parked cars. So from a, from a safety point of view, I, I do have a, an issue with the access. Um, my, my second point I'd like to make, again for the benefit of some of the others that weren't here, is that um, I, I look at this and it reminds me very much of my ward Newport where we had a very similar application um, a couple of months ago, I think it was Countryside Properties, I think it was Wickham Road, similar S-Bend, blind corner, outside the development limits, um, and actually apart from the issue of air quality, I don't see much difference here, and certainly S7, in my opinion, is a clear, is a clear breach on S7 here, and I think that this is a clear breach of S7, plus I have had the chance of reading the neighbourhood plan earlier today, Felsen neighbourhood plan, which is, which is currently um, in consultation, six weeks public consultation, and there is clear policy in the plan, and I'll, I'll read, their policy very, very clearly resists residential development outside the, the development limits. Similarly to Newport plan, which is a similar stage, we're now at regulation 14. 
And if we're going to be consistent as a committee, if we refuse the Newport application on S7 on the same, for, for the grounds of being outside the development limits and S7 countryside two months ago, we must refuse this too because we must be consistent. Plus, since then, we've had Regulation 19. And Regulation 19 states that the um, plan provides a five-year land supply of 5.85 years as of April 2017. Now, I appreciate that the Regulation 19 plan is still Regulation 19 and doesn't carry significant weight. Some may argue it doesn't carry a lot of weight, but it does carry something. And the fact that UDC has published a, a report that states 5.85 years as of April 2017, surely we therefore should not be throwing so much weight into the, into the tilted balance. And the NPPF clearly says that if it contravenes plan, uh, the, 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 our development plan, we look to, to, to our, our five-year land supply. Well, I don't, see, I don't see a significant issue here, bearing in mind we've published that we have 5.85 years. So I would propose that this application be refused, on, particularly on S7. Thank you. I'll take that proposal on just for the moment and let everybody have their speech first before I come back to you, which I will do, okay? Uh, Mr. Leconte. I would just like to add to, to uh, uh, Councillor Gerard's points. Um, basically, that junction is very dangerous. Also, we have this care nursery, and there's 150 pupils or people with young children go there, which means is there's possibly up to about 100 cars could be going in and out that drive just for the, for the care for the children. Put now another 28 homes with another two cars per home gives us another 56. My concern is on health and safety, and I would actually um, second uh, Councillor Gerard. Okay, noted. Uh, Councillor Lachlan. Thank you. Well, uh, S7 has been quoted. It's a good old chestnut, and we quote it regularly. And uh, any other application that has been before this committee, we do not quote here because we take every application on its merits. And today, we are taking this one on its merits. Whatever happened in Newport is irrelevant. So uh, can we just put that one to bed? Uh, and in S7... It does say uh, that uh, planning, uh, that building won't be allowed in the countryside unless it needs to be there. But it also says, and this often gets forget forgotten, or is appropriate to a rural area. Well, I actually believe this is appropriate to a rural area. There are quite a lot of um, housing, there's a lot of housing around there. Uh, and I'll now go on to um, county highways who say that the highway authority is satisfied with the proposal subject to conditions. However, the existing access to Maranello should be relo relocated away from the uh, junction, which it is. And we went this morning and we saw where the new access will be. 
and it won't be at that junction. Uh, so I, I really can't see what the concern is about that. I don't always agree with highways. In fact, very often I don't, but uh, in this case I do. And further down, they say... From a highway and transportation perspective, the impact of the proposal is acceptable to the highway authority, subject to the measures being attached to any approval. So uh, I believe if we were to take those to appeal, we would lose, uh, because uh, it's pretty clear in the officer's report, and it's pretty clear in the local plan. We can't take much notice of the new local plan. We did last time, and it got thrown out. So we can only just go with the plan that we are using at the moment. We don't have a five-year land supply and uh, I'm actually, I actually think this is okay in the area and I will be voting for it. Others may not agree with me, but that is my opinion. Thank you. Thank you, Chair. Um, just one comment. You know, I, I wonder whether development envelopes actually really mean anything because time and time again we seem to overrule development envelopes. And this is, to my mind, is outside the development envelope. And I'm sorry, but I shall be voting against this on, that, on those grounds. Okay, noted. Uh, Councillor Hicks. Thank you, Chairman. <clears throat> Just like to say that I um, would like to um, agree with and endorse everything that Councillor Lochlin has just said. She said all the things that I thought and uh, put, put it very well, and I would agree with her 100% um, that uh, this uh, council, UDC, um, has a five-year land supply to account for and this is an excellent opportunity to add some uh, um, housing to that, um, uh, to that total. So I, I would agree with uh, Councillor Rothman and support this application. Councillor Fairhurst. <coughs> Thank you Mr Chairman. Councillor Lachlan mentions S7 as a chestnut and she's absolutely right. It's a chestnut because it's very important. It's a chestnut because we're here to try and protect our assets, our valuable towns and our villages. This is one of those that's been demarcated as such. That's why it's important. And you know as well as I, that's one of our jobs. If we didn't do that, we can build anywhere. The issue is we can build around these villages if we comply with the requirements. In this case, it's very hard to say that it's appropriate because it's not linear, and the rest of the village is linear, so by definition it's not appropriate. The safety issue about schools is very important as well. We'll ignore that for now because it's not, not, not important. But does it protect or enhance the village? No, it doesn't. This is unequivocal. It's not difficult to make a decision here. But my problem is more about the neighbourhood plan. We've all been exhorted to please build our neighbourhood plans. It's a good idea because what it does is it says villages get involved Put your shoulder to the wheel and contribute to the process in a collaborative way. That's a good idea. And here we've got an example where a village has done that. They've done the work. They're three years down the road. We're undermining them if we support this process because they've already put up 63 sites, which is way above the national average for type A villages. So what are we going to do? Let's chuck some more houses their way. You can imagine I'm not going to support this. It's the wrong thing to do. Thank you. Uh, Councillor Lachlan just wanted to come back on one point. 
Yeah, sorry, I think you may have got hold of the wrong end of the stick there. I did say it was a chess night. It's one that we use quite a lot on this committee. It's a very important, in fact, I think it's probably one of the most important policies that we have in our local plan. But I also said that it's not always quoted properly because it's always said that uh, something that doesn't need to be there. But people often forget that it says also, or is appropriate to a rural area. That, that gets missed out, and that's the point I was trying to make. Whether you think it's appropriate to that site, I don't know. You may agree with it, I may not. But we need to quote the policy properly, not just bits that we can pick and choose, and that's what I meant. <coughs> Thank you for that clarification. Okay. okay uh, yes, sir. Forgotten my name already, <laughs> Mr. Chairman. I um, I didn't go to the site visit this morning, but I do know Felstead extremely well, and I do know um, this particular plot. I have some concerns about what I heard when Mrs. Jones said, and I understand that the, the officers have got a very difficult decision. They do it from a professional point of view, but Mrs. Jones finished by saying, "On balance." Now, I'm always concerned when it's said on balance because to me, there's a 50-50 chance should you or should you not. I can understand the officer's point of view because if it is 50-50, then they would have to go on the side of the applicant. Just the same as various other things, if it's 50-50, they have to go one way or the other. So I can understand that. But it does appear to me that um, remembering where this site is and what's there, then I don't think it's an appropriate site to put it. So I'm afraid I will be voting against. In other words, refusal. Thank you, Councillor Chambers. I remembered your name. <laughs> uh, Councillor Gerard. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, Councillor Loughlin and Councillor Mills, I, I do understand the need for housing. That, I, I appreciate that. And I think the need for housing is important, but it has to be in the right place. And, and again, I, I don't think that this is in the right place. And that was the point I was trying to make, is that on, in principle, I, I, I understand what your comments are, but there is a, there is a dangerous situation with the road and I know that it's not in the in the report Essex Highways report but there are often mistakes made in the report if I can draw another mistake by the way in the report if you look at um, 9.10 the Essex County Council economic growth and development report where his first line says I have assessed the application on the basis of 26 houses well this is not 26 houses it's 28 houses so you know that report is based on on the wrong on the wrong information so what I'm trying to say is that we've all witnessed um, reports from important bodies that are not accurate, and I don't think Essex Highways have actually got this right. Thank you. <coughs> okay. Uh, does anybody else want to have a say, or shall I put my two pennyworth in? Okay. Um, I have to declare it's my ward. I have to declare that I drive this road two or three, five, ten times a week. 
I have to declare that we saw it today at its very best, in as much as the schools aren't in at the moment because it's August, and that parking does go right the way around all of these roads and the adjacent area. It's a massive problem on this junction. Um, I appreciate that Essex Highways. No, I'm good. I appreciate Essex Highways have made their comments. But I think when you look at the compound of these two developments and what they're going to do to that area, knowing what it's like already, I can't possibly support this. And for that reason, we'll see where we go. Um, we have a proposal from Councillor Gerard. Can I just clarify? All right. Yeah, Mr. Brown's going to clarify um, first. Councillor Gerard's um, proposed refusal was on the basis of S7. Could I also suggest, we also, if you're going to refuse it, you also add Gen 6 and H9, which is lack of provision of infrastructure and affordable housing. Um, and I don't want to open a saw. I would seriously suggest you do not use a highway refusal reason for this because I go to, it's go all the way back to what Mr Storer said at the very beginning. It's all about planning balance. We haven't got a five-year land supply, and so therefore it's whether or not that is outweighed by the fact it's the countryside, and that's what it's all I about. I wasn't giving it as a reason, yeah. just a point no. of information. Yeah. Uh, just to clarify on something else that came up this morning, I mean, the whippersnappers entrance, the fact that it's like it is at the moment causing cars to have to wait to go through, by a very simple movement of one gate, that could be alleviated. And therefore, I find it as a reason for proposing or for this going ahead to be just not logical. In other words, a lot could be done to improve that situation very easily if people had really wanted to. Um, so, so, uh, sorry, okay. one, one more thing. Can I just clarify a point of principle? I know it's not to do with the... You pick up the point about the Essex County Council economic growth and development, that being a mistake. It's, it is. They have assessed it on the basis of 26 because two of them are two... One, one bedrooms, they do not assess one bedroom dwellings in terms of education. So that's deliberately. Now, so it's not a mistake. You may not disagree with it, but that's not a mistake. It was 26. I don't want the education to be always told that I make mistakes and this to be used. Okay, one. all right. Uh, we have a proposer and we have a seconder. Councillor Fairhurst, you're seconding. Okay. Uh, can we go to a vote for refusal of this application? All those in favour of refusal, please show. One, two, three, four, five, six. Those against, please show. One, two, three. That item is refused. Thank you very much. We'll now move on to UTT 180784. Outline planning, North Clifford Smith Drive, about 50 yards from where the one we've just been talking about was. Other side of the road, for those that don't know the area. And Miss Jones, take us through it. Thank you. This application relates to the second site that the committee members visited this morning in Watch House Green. The site lies on the eastern side of Braintree Road and adjoins existing residential development along the southwestern boundary. The site is outside development limits but is an allocated site within the Regulation 19 local plan. This adjacent site of 25 dwellings was given permission in 2014. The site is 2.86 hectares, is regular in shape and is unmanaged shrubland with some young self-sown trees. It is predominantly flat but rises to the eastern boundary. The site has hedging along the Braintree Road boundary here 
to the northern boundary and to the eastern boundary. To the southern um, boundary there's post and round fence. New trees have recently been planted along the common boundary of common of Clifford Smith Drive, which is this is Clifford Smith Drive here. Agricultural land is to the east of the site, beyond the land set aside for ecological reasons. A set of electricity pylons runs across the site from east to west, and there are a number of footpaths and other public rights of way close to the site, which are indicated in red and blue. This shows an indicative layout which has been revised to mitigate against ecology issues. And this is the revised indicative plan. The proposal is for outline application with all matters reserved except for access for the erection of 30 dwellings served via new access off Clifford Drive Road, Clifford Smith Road, which is just here. And complete with related infrastructure, open space and landscaping. The indicative layout shows a mix of dwellings. It is proposed that there would be a range of dwellings from one bedroom bungalows to five bedroom houses. The proposed density of the site is 10.5 hectares per, uh, 10.5 dwellings per hectare. It is proposed that three areas of the site would form public open space. So there's one here, one here and one here. The drawings indicate a new footpath at the northeastern corner of the site which will provide a link to the existing public footpath 15. So there's this one here. The new vehicle access would be created off Clifford Smith Drive to the south of the site. An area adjacent to the site beyond the hedging to the southeastern boundary is proposed for additional ecology mitigation. It is also intended that adult exercise equipment would be made available on the site. So where these red, red um, stars are would be exercise equipment. It is considered as before that the weight should be given to the requirement to provide a five year land supply and the housing provision, 12 affordable housing units, open space, play equipment and adult ex exercise equipment and the education contribution in excess of 132,000 which could be delivered by the proposal would outweigh the harm identified in the reason in relation to rural restraint policy S7. The site is also an allocated site within the regulation 19 local plan. Therefore, in balancing planning merits, it is considered that the principle of development is acceptable and is recommended for approval, subject to conditions and section 106 agreement. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Uh, we have three speakers. Uh, Alan Storey. I presume it's different to what you said earlier, Alan. Okay, that's all right, you know, so long as there's some new content, that's fine. Everything I said in my previous statement also applies to this proposed development. I therefore ask you to take into account that the proposals contrary to local plan policy S7 
which seeks to protect the countryside from inappropriate development and is the most important policy consideration in the determination of this application. Second, the view of Lord Cornwall that in the context of applying what is referred to as the tilted balance set out in the framework, the policies in the framework should be read as including the related development plan policies and that it does not follow that minimal weight must be given to a policy which is considered to be out of date. And thirdly, that in August 2016, the Secretary of State considered that policy S7's aims of protecting the countryside to be consistent with the framework, recognising the in intrinsic character and beauty of the countryside, and that he therefore attached significant weight to this in dismissing two appeals in this district. But in addition to that, I'd like you to consider the matter of the cumulative impact of this and the previous application that you've already refused. Whilst you just refused it, uh, there's nothing to say that it won't be the subject of an appeal and possibly gain approval by that route. Now, your officers can't take cumulative impact into account because they have to consider each application on its individual merits. But you can and I urge you to do so. And in doing so, I would urge you to consider two things. First is the impact that both developments would have upon the infrastructure which serves a settlement. And by that I mean both primary and secondary schools, sewerage capacity, water supply, healthcare facilities and the like. Secondly, and far more important in my view at least, is the impact that the scale of these two developments would have upon the character of this village both individually and most certainly collectively, they would change it beyond recognition to the detriment of the quality of life of the existing residents. Finally, you may not be aware that the Council's own strategic land availability assessment of 2018 states that for each of these two sites, the site is considered unsuitable as development on the site would not contribute to sustainable patterns of development. Now, unless I've missed it, that doesn't even get a mention in the case officer's report. So, uh, members, on the basis of this statement, I urge you to refuse this application as well. Thank you. Thank you, Mr Storer. Uh, Mr Ram's already made his statement, and I think it would just be a repeat of the same. So... Uh, I'll take Chris Loon. Chris, you've got six minutes because we'll give you the cumulative. I know you won't need it. Start again. Thank you, Chairman. Good afternoon, members. Uh, I'd like to thank the officers firstly for their report and positive recommendation. The application follows on from pre-application discussions uh, advice as well as community consultation. Uh, we notified the 30 nearest residents around the site plus the neighbourhood plan team which elicited at that time only uh, two responses. Uh, the site is overgrown and managed. It's not been used for agriculture for at least 30 years. It lies immediately next to village housing. It's served by an adopted uh, 20 mile an hour road which is off the B road about a mile south of the A120. The existing footways allow access to the primary school and bus stops, plus the facilities of nearby Felsted, which are in walking and cycling distance. The local buses serve Stansted Airport every day, mostly hourly, 
plus there is a six days a week regular service to Chelmsford via Broomfield Hospital. Not only does the public transport link to two of the largest employers in Essex, but it serves other Uttlesford communities en route and bus and rail stations for onward travel. The site is therefore sustainably located and you'll be aware as we've heard today, it is allocated for 30 dwellings in the Uttlesford pre-submission local plan. The committee can apply some weight to this allocation, recognising the direction of travel of council policy. The scheme is uh, low density. It's a similar uh, flavour to Clifford Smith Drive, if you've seen that today. Uh, and importantly, it's of a scale that will allow it to be delivered by a house builder reasonably quickly. Uh, and this is important to helping address the current housing shortfalls, uh, bearing in mind also the new MPPF which has just come out will be applying a housing delivery test. The indicated mix of dwellings, which is between one and five bedrooms, includes at least one bungalow to meet the Council's accessible homes guidance. And importantly, uh, the, the development will deliver uh, uh, benefits. You, you've heard the neighbourhood plan team say there will be no benefits for the community. Uh, that is not correct. There will be 40% affordable housing, which equates to 12 affordable dwellings. So if there are people in need of housing in Felsted, uh, they will be able to take advantage of that. Uh, there will also be other benefits to the existing community arising from development. There will be 0.5 hectares of public open space, an equipped children's play area, adult exercise equipment, and a new rural footpath link with a much more convenient route to the countryside and Flitch Way uh, for existing residents than is currently the case. There will also be the grounding of overhead power lines for visual benefit. There will be sustainable drainage including attractive swales and an attenuation basin. This is all part of a professionally designed SUDS strategy. Uh, there will also be at one hectare of ecological mitigation areas for biodiversity benefit with all species being retained on-site and with no off-site translocation. For the mature, the mature trees and hedges uh, containing the site along the Braintree Road frontage and to the north and south will be retained, allowing the new built form to be absorbed readily within the landscape without harm to village character, noting on the plans that the housing is going to be set back sensitively 50 metres from the road, behind hedgerow and behind the open space. The already drafted Section 106 agreement will secure the affordable housing, key facilities and the setup of a management company for private maintenance at no public expense. It will also secure financial contributions to Felsted Primary School, anticipated £133,000, and these will potentially assist the future replacement of the current demountable classrooms uh, uh, at, the, uh, at the school. And this is, this is quite important because if and when the Felsted Neighbourhood Plan comes in, there will be very few opportunities for applications like this to actually be delivered and contribute uh, financially to the school. No objections have been raised by highways, drainage, ecology or education consultees, Anglian Water or UDC internal departments. Felsted GP surgery confirms it has the capacity to accommodate the new patients generated and as we've heard it's intending to operate a new larger surgery in the medium term. The neighbourhood plan is a, is a very early stage and there's no certainty it will be adopted. Uh, although we acknowledge the work that has gone into that, but it is the case that this site could dovetail with other developments planned in the neighbourhood plan 
and there are no contrary policies in the neighbourhood plan against this site. I'm also encouraged by what the neighbourhood plan team said, that they do recognise this site could be suitable for uh, affordable housing development, uh, and indeed some of that is proposed in this application. Uh, in the meantime, it is imperative, as you know, that the Council maintain uh, a healthy five-year housing supply. Um, and in terms of the S7 policy, uh, this does restrict development in the countryside, uh, but as we've heard, in appropriate locations, it, it may be possible to do it. But if you are going to apply it rigidly, it does mean that you can't develop outside village envelopes at a time when you critically need the housing. Finally, Chairman, the key matter here is the presumption in favour of development, sustainable development, and whether benefits I've described are significantly uh, outweighed by the harm. So, in all, in all the circumstances, I hope you'll agree that this is truly a well thought out and su uh, sustainable development. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Loom. Perfect timing. Um, okay, we have no other speakers, so therefore it's over to you, committee. Start with Councillor Gerard again, and then Councillor Lemon. Thank you, Chairman. Um, Mrs. Jones, could you please go back to the big map showing the context? in terms of the context in relation to the village and the, and the roads. <clears throat> I'm particularly concerned about the road and the school and traffic. You might want to go to the first application which had the map on, I don't know. That's yeah, stick with that. probably the best one, isn't it? I think. Okay. Um, my, you know, my issues are very similar to the issues with the first one. The difference with this application is obviously that the proposed 30 houses are, are within or an extension of another housing development, and the access to it is not directly on the main road. However the cumulative impact of an additional 30 cars coming out of that um, infill development do come out onto, yes exactly, do come out onto that road. Now we were there this morning and that is a 60 mile an hour road. I repeat, it's a 60 mile an hour road. There is a sign between that access and the access proposed of the first one we refused there is a sign which says now you go back to go, there's, a, there's a no limit sign. So the 30 stops just above the red marking there and it becomes 60. And I appreciate that an application can be made to Essex Highways to, to move that out, but it hasn't been done yet. It is currently 60 miles an hour and just on the point of access from the main road into there with an additional 30 coming in and coming out, I believe that is dangerous. All my other comments that I mentioned previously remain exactly the same. This is contrary to, to S7. It's contrary to what I just explained, Gen 1, and being consistent again with the emerging neighbourhood plan, which I must actually contradict the gentleman who just spoke, the likelihood of it being adopted is actually, I think, in my opinion, considerable. This time next year, there will be probably a neighbourhood plan in adoption before 
Uttlesford own local plan. And therefore, again, it's in contradiction to the, um, to the neighbourhood plan uh, policies. And once again, I would propose this be rejected for all the same reasons, Je uh, uh, basically which is S7 and Gen 1. Thank you. Noted. Okay. Uh, Councillor Lemon. Thank you, Chair. Yes, just a, a quick question on the aff affordable homes. Um, are these affordable homes for sale or will, they, will there be some affordable homes to rent? It's, it'll be, the original starting point will be a 70-30 split between, a, between rent and shared ownership. Um, that's how it would start. Councillor Lachlan. Thank you. Once again, we'll have to agree to disagree. Um, you know, I, I, as I said, I don't always agree with Essex Highways, but on these two I have. Um, uh, we've also consulted the airport. Uh, they haven't said they mind if anybody flies over, and I wouldn't dream of, uh, of objecting to uh, their consultation. And in the same way with highways, I'm not an expert on highways. I was a nurse. What I... I did see, I didn't actually think that was dangerous. Can I just ask um, the case officer, um, how, long was the, how long has the other site been built? I heard it was two years. I do remember going to see this site um, that this is going to be adjacent to. I think it's only about a couple of years old, isn't it? It, it, it was given permission in 2014. Um, it's, the occupants, I believe, have been in there about just over a year. Thank you. Do you know if anybody's died yet? No. Right. Okay. Just wondered if. if I, uh, yeah. I just wondered if. Um, I mean, but on the roads. I, I, I mean, I, I actually should have qualified that. Would be saying, has anybody been hit by a car yet? But uh, uh, do you know? No. Okay. So we'll assume that highways in this case may possibly be right, and that is why you've consulted them. So I actually, I don't believe it's policy S7 because it's it's next door to a housing estate that has existed there for a few years. It was very nice. Everybody said it was a very nice site. Those of us have visited. Uh, so uh, I, you know, once again, you may all disagree with me, as many of you did last time, but I will be voting for this. Uh, Mr. Lecomte. working? Good. I'd like to ask uh, through the chair, I'd like to ask um, um, the officer it says here relevant site history and it says something, the site for residential development was refused how long ago was that and why was it refused? It's on page 38 That was in 1961 so policies have changed quite considerably since okay. then. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I should have read. Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Um, all my points about um, village protection of, of the countryside stand. The first point in 7.1, the site is outside settlement development envelope, is pretty persuasive for me. But in this particular application, I get concerned when I'm confused. I hate, I'm obviously confused quite a lot, but in this case, I'm particularly confused because in this, the parish council says the primary school is already full in all years but one, and the GP surgery is straining to provide services. And we've had two speakers, one this time, the, the applicant, and the previous time from, from the neighbourhood plan to say that this is not correct. Now, I need to know which one is right. 
because yes, I do believe that it's outside the envelope and it shouldn't be developed, but the other issue is whether infrastructure can bear this. So are we being misled or is there something in the future we don't know about? Is the GP surgery going to be developed in terms of the neighbourhood plan, which means you're all great, it's going to be enough capacity, or isn't, and is, it at, at, is there sufficient infrastructure right now? And secondly, if this primary school is full, and that's what the parish council seem to think, then who's right here? Can I please ask for clarification on that? You give it a go first, and if I want to argue with you, I will. <laughs> okay. Uh, the the parish school is full. They have probably a few places for form one entry. Um, there is some plans for it going forward to actually double to a two-form entry, but that will mean a lot of expenditure on the school and it's part of an expansion plan. Um, part of that is being picked up through the neighbourhood plan, if you like, and there is a scheme also for the expansion of the school. So that doesn't actually clarify the position to you, uh, you being a barrister and all that. Uh, it basically means that yeah, the school is full, but there are a couple of spaces and they could squeeze a few in, but that's how it is at the moment. Doctor's surgery, the existing surgery is not really fit for purpose beyond another couple of years, um, which is the statement of Dr. T, the head of the surgery, so therefore there has to be a new surgery uh, eventually, somewhere, uh, otherwise it will all be centralised into Dunmo, so I, that's the best I can do. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. That, that actually does qualify things. It clarifies in terms of the previous speaker as well. So the school is full, except for a couple of places, and the, and the surgery is not fit for purpose. This is not can rocket just, science, Mr. Chairman. It, is, it isn't rocket science, but can I also add, the current situation is the school may be full. This, and picking up what the Chairman has just said, um, there are plans to expand the school, and there are and that's a financial issue, which the neighbourhood plan hopefully will be able to provide. But this application will also provide £114,000 towards that, because it's down to funding. And that's what the whole process works. You know, the application, if this is approved, £114,000 will be, will be contributing towards that expansion of the school. So it washes its own face. In terms of the surgery... That is a different issue. The surgery, there are issues around the surgery, and as the, the neighbourhood plan chairman has mentioned, there are plans within the neighbourhood plan for that to happen. Okay, thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, so let me just respond to that. Then here we are. We are in the fortunate position that there's a neighbourhood plan in place in the process being done that's going to show us how we're going to develop surgeries and schools. This is great. I'm really happy to hear it. Except we're undermining the, the neighbourhood plan by telling them that they've got it wrong. We were told by them that their plan doesn't include these considerations. It says, at worst, we could use this site for affordable housing. So on the one hand, we're saying, great, we've got a neighbourhood plan. We're looking after these chaps. They're going to solve these infrastructural issues. And on the other way, we're saying, but the neighbourhood is wrong, actually, because we're going to plonk these chaps in the same place. And when I just look at 52, I get really, really upset, and you can hear me upset now. This is upset. This is me upset. It says in 1034, in 10.34, it says that because it's not a cylinder, because it's a 106, they're not going to have to pay the, the senior school 106. So, so we're going to let them off this one. I don't have to finish uh, the sentence. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know you do. Uh, I'm going to let Mr. Brown respond to your items, and then Councillor Lachlan. Right. First of all, the secondary, school, the secondary school issue, under law, because we are not a SIL authority, that is a fact. We are not a SIL authority, that is a fact. So therefore, as a result of that, the County Council cannot pull contributions towards secondary schools. 
That's the law. So they, can, they can't pull more than six contributions from six different sites towards a secondary school. And with respect, although this is a scheme of 30 dwellings that would have an impact upon the secondary school places, it is small fry and therefore feeding into various secondary schools, they have to pick and choose. That's the law. They can't do more than six. So I think we prefer contributions from a bigger site than 28. In terms of the neighbourhood plan, the neighbourhood plan is progressing. It's a timing issue on this particular issue. The neighbourhood plan has some weight, just like our own local plan. The two are actually in conflict, and I'm not pre-empting what the neighbourhood plan group may do. They may object to this particular draft allocation within the local plan because it conflicts with the, with the neighbourhood plan. That's something that the Reg 9 team will have to sort out for the local plan. The, the, the neighbourhood plan cannot be absolutely certainly said, however wonderful and however brilliant piece of work, and it is a very good piece of work in terms of what it's doing, it still, reflect, it still relies upon a referendum for the, for, the, for, the, for, the, for the community to agree to it. Hopefully they will, but therefore that's the uncertainty in terms of why we can't necessarily take the neighbourhood plan in terms of the weight it's got. Similarly, its conflict with our local plan is that's why we're not adding too much weight to the fact that it's a draft allocation within the local plan. So therefore, you just need, you're back, to the, back down to it. And I should also, while I'm on, just to finish off, I'm very anxious about references to Gen 1 and highway safety. You have enough, if you have concerns about this issue, simply because if members are mindful, just like the other one in terms of S7 and lack of contributions, I would really urge you not to go down the Gen 1 route because we will lose. There is clearly nothing wrong with this particular access and issues reliant in the speed limit. I know you're having, maybe having individual problems within your individual villages regarding trying to get the speed limit to reflect what's going on, but 60 miles an hour simply is unsustainable in that location. I'm sure that it would change if it becomes a built-up area, but it is not a reason for refusal. And that's all I would suggest. Uh, Councillor Lachlan first, then I'll come back to you guys. Thank you. I want to uh, just ask a question. I think it's 19 years I've been on this committee and things have changed. But, and there was a time when I would never, ever vote for anything that was outside development limits because I felt that we had a strong uh, case for that and uh, we have development limits for that reason. They are limits. But I do know, and I would like to ask you, Mr. Brown, if you could clarify this so that people know, and I may be wrong, that if we don't have a five-year land supply, then that will not sort of necessarily cancel out development limits, but they, it is not a strong, um, what's the word, not a strong policy, if you like. There's two bits to this. There's the... <laughs> The, the, and I think I know Councillor Lemon asked that question earlier on, and unfortunately I didn't get back to answer that. S3 is the development limits, and in terms of the compatibility between the local plan, the 2005 local plan, and the first MPPF, and now the second MPF, we did a compatibility study, and our local plan was more or less compatible in terms of development. The one thing it failed upon was like, simply because of its age was its allocations and as a result there was not enough land supply in that local plan and the two things that constrain that land supply are first of all the allocations and secondly the development limits so in reality the development limits are out of date and that's why the good old policies S3 can't be used really to, to refuse thinking simply because it's outside the development limits because they're out of date that's why we're going back to first principles of S7 and that's the, way, the five year land supply issues is that if there is even if there's landscape harm caused by a proposal, it's down to the planning weight in terms of the five-year land supply 
um, well, we haven't got a fibre land supply, um, it's a planning weight in terms of does that outweigh any harm caused by the proposal. And that can include development in the open countryside for its own sake. So there's two issues. The development limits are out of date because of the local plan. Hopefully once we have an adopted plan we'll have a newly found set of development limits and in the meantime we may be achieving some during the neighbourhood plan. We have a development plan for Great Dunmo with a defined development limits on that site which is making life a little bit easier to some extent. Thank you. That's what I thought. <laughs> Uh, Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Mr Chairman. As a father of four, I've established one thing. Livestock have a way of growing older. So if you've got schools and infrastructure for junior schools, and then you haven't got senior schools, you've built houses with a built-in problem. So what we've got situation here is we can, we can support with our 115,000, whatever it is, a junior school next to a room, and then they've all got to go, as you've said, to other schools allocated. So we're increasing the traffic, and cars are going to move to drop people at schools. It's a time bomb. I don't think it's supported at all. As far as the CSL is concerned, I understand what, 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 what Mr. Brown says, and he's quite correct. I would argue, though, in terms of five-year land supply, that in terms of the Regulation 19 proposal, the, the plan which we've actually rightly or wrongly have so far sent out to consultation does allow for a 5.8-year land supply, and it's not a linear land supply. It goes up in two or three years, so it does give us that land supply. So it's not quite as dire as it looks. Um, as you can imagine, I will not be supporting this, because once you break a village, you can't build it back again. Councillor Lemon. Thank you. Just, yes, just coming, come back to the outside the development envelope. I just feel this is an inappropriate development outside the envelope. And again, I'm afraid I will not be able to vote for recommendation. Leslie. That's it. What am I going to say now? Um, I'm just going to comment that if we only build outside, within a development limit, and we only build where we can get GP surgeries, and we only build where schools can take places, we might as well all go home because we're not going to build anything. <coughs> okay, anybody else? Councillor Chambers. Thank you, sir. You remembered my name this time. <laughs> Um, looking at this, I mean, it's all right, so we're looking, we have to look at each um, one on its merits. And if I look at this and, and I hear about what's been said about the, the neighbourhood plan, and no, it might not be in place yet, governments of all political persuasions seem to change their mind from year to year and sometimes from week to week. But the whole idea of having neighbourhood plans was to try and ensure that you got sufficient development at the same time roughly in line with what most people <coughs> thought within their community. You'll never please everybody because life doesn't work like that, but what most people would like. Now, Felsted, in my opinion, are allowing for sufficient development in the future. We've been talking about a five-year land supply. If you look at the um, what's named 19, Schedule 19 that we passed, or you know what I mean, Mr. Brown. That'd be Reg 19. Regulation 19. <coughs> we have got three separate 
sites, single sites, of which if it is passed, and I hope it isn't, I don't mind saying that in public because that's what I believe, if it's passed, then you will have 5,000 in Great Chesterford, you will have the possibility of 10,000 in Great Eastern, and you will have, I think I'm right in saying, uh, Mr Chairman, 1,900, is it, in Felsted? <coughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. In the plan period, 970. Right. You also have on top of that, if you look far enough ahead, and we're talking about looking far enough ahead, what have you, if you look at the site at Chesterford, you could go all the way to Saffron Walton. Not 5,000, more like 25,000. So the actual idea of making sure that you have a five-year land supply, we'd probably have, I'd guess, a 50-year supply, not a five-year supply. Now, you might think it's a load of dribble. That's fair enough, Mr Brown, I don't mind you. And I appreciate what you have to do as uh, planners. But I do not think it's in the right place to be. It is, it is a site where, if you went past it, I'll grant you, you'd think, well, why aren't they doing something with it? But nevertheless, I don't think uh, it is the right place to put it. I think Felsted are doing very well with their neighbourhood plan, and I hope they soon get it in place, which actually does take quite a few houses for a village of Felsted's sake. So I'm afraid I cannot vote for it either. <coughs> Thank okay. you. Councillor Gerard, then I'm going to try and wrap this up. Thank you, Mr Chairman. Um, Councillor Chambers, I absolutely agree with you completely. Thank you for concurring with all of what I said earlier. Um, just for the point of clarity, my proposal earlier on did include Gen 1. I, I, I hear what you have to say, Mr Brown, and um, I suppose I can stick with S7 and be happy to propose on S7 alone. And can I... Despite my disagreements with Councillor Fairstairs in, in terms of education, you still have to refuse it for Gen 6 and H9 in order to achieve, then if it went to appeal, we would have to consider affordable housing and contributions to education. I'm very happy to do that, Gen 6 and H9. Yeah. <coughs> okay, I'll uh, just have my two pennyworth then. Um, I generally concur with what happened in the first application. I think this is a better site than the first one. Um, I think the access is not so much of a problem. I think it is off of a secondary road. I think the spacing is better. I think it's a better development. Uh, it's just that it's a development that doesn't give anything back to the village. Um, so from my point of view of that, uh, Mr Loon made reference to the affordability and the contribution of affordable houses. Um, he should be aware that Felsted carried out a housing needs survey as part of the neighbourhood plan and I think there was a requirement for 11 houses which was actually met on the Taylor Wimpy site that was already completed. So therefore the allocation that was needed for Felsted by their own complete village survey has already been met. So therefore we don't have a requirement for that reason. Uh, and so for that reason I also will be voting against. So I have a proposer, Councillor Gerard, for refusal. I have a seconder in Councillor Fairhurst. Can we go to a vote for refusal? All those in favour of refusal, please show. One, two, three, four, five, six. Those against? One, two, three, six, three. That item is refused. Thank you very much.
Ah, Mr. Chambers.
<coughs> okay. Everybody back? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Okay. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, yes? Barbara? Okay. UTT 18, 1299, full application at the Granite site. Maria Shoesmith to take us through this. Thank you, Chairman. Um, members might should be aware of this site. It's come before us uh, quite a few times. Um, so the application site's on Thaxted Road um, to the east of uh, Saffron Warden. The granite site is located here. Um, we've allowed um, retail warehousing uh, last year on the site. We've got the Aldi store located here. So um, we approved a um, scheme last year uh, with conditions. Um, this application before us is for one of the units, to change the use of one of the units from um, what was originally um, approved as retail warehousing to uh, a gym health fitness facility. So um, there's no details in terms of operator. Uh, the representations uh, that have been received have been highlighted within the committee report. Also, members' attention is drawn to the supplementary representations, whereby additional representations have been received um, as a result of having to reconsult on an amended description of the application. Um, due to a technicality. Um, the application is actually seen as an amendment to the previous application and goes to the heart of the original consent on site, hence why we have had to reconsult. As a result, we had received um, on the subreps, it said 104, it's actually 106 since the subreps have been um, a total um, since they've been published. All the representations that have been received during this period are highlighted um, together with a letter of support and uh, no additional highway comments. In terms of the consultation also on the back of this we've also received a supporting statement from the agents um, addressing the um, grounds of objections which have been um, covered within the committee report itself. In terms of the principle of the use, um, there is no policy protection um, against the loss of retail warehouse space, um, particularly as the site isn't located within town centre location and the scheme hasn't been um, implemented um, in terms of what has been approved. In terms of um, the site, there are um, obviously uh, a vast number of other uh, gyms and health facilities within Saffron Warden um, that have been considered. However, uh, as stated, uh, policy doesn't protect um, such uses outside of the town centre. So it's predominantly to do with the uh, vitality and viability of the town centre, which is the principal concern. However, um, a lot of the objections are around competition, um, however uh, that is not a material planning consideration unfortunately. Um, due to the site's location, policy consideration as outlined within the report, it's concluded that the site in itself doesn't conflict with policy or a sequential test. Um, the site continues to comply with policy and as a result would not significantly adverse, have an adverse impact upon the town centre. 
As part of the application, no alterations have been proposed to the appearance of the units um, or the layout of the wider scheme. Parking would be uh, as continued to uh, as approved previously um, and has been deemed to be acceptable. Um, the current application proposes a slight increase in vehicle movements as a result of the change of use. However, based on the previous application that we've uh, approved last year, that saw a decrease of 80 vehicle movements. So this kind of counterbalances um, the level of vehicle movements that have been granted on site. However, it should be noted that it still remains below that of the extant consent um, back in 2013. As a result, there are no highway objections and no environmental health protections uh, surrounding air quality. Um, also, no ecological issues arise from the application as these have been dealt with on the original phase and throughout the discharge of conditions um, surrounding the site. The application, therefore, has been recommended for approval, subject to the transfer of a Section 106 agreement, which has travelled through um, the previous consents. Also, in terms of the conditions listed on page 74 to 79, um, with the amendment to Condition 26, which should specify uh, the use as a gym stroke health and fitness facility, and subject to the consultation period lapsing uh, tomorrow, uh, 2nd of August, with no material uh, considera considerations arising from that. Um, therefore, approval has been recommended. Thank you, Ms. Shoesmith. Uh, we have one speaker, the agent, Susie Stephen. Susie? Three minutes enough. Thank you, Chair, for the opportunity to speak this afternoon in support of the application for a new gym on the Thaxted Road site. Uh, my name is Susie Stephen from Barton Wilmore, and we are the agents for the applicant and the landowner, Granite. You'll be aware of the site's progress and the steps that Granite has taken in recent years to implement the permitted retail scheme with the opening of the Aldi store. You may also be aware that Granite is in the process of constructing the approved terrace. Once completed, this will bring important inward investment, a widened retail offer and local job creation to Saffron Walden. This application is linked to the implementation of the terrace as it relates to Unit 3 of that building. Since the scheme was originally approved in 2013, Granite has marketed the unit extensively to the bulky goods market. However, due to the challenges of the retail market, a letting has not proven possible. Instead, Granite has agreed terms subject to planning with a national health and fitness operator, which is not represented in the town. We feel this is an important opportunity to encourage that operator into Saffron Walden and to increase the diversity and offer of the town in that sector. We support the assessment and findings set out in the committee report, which confirms the proposal is both acceptable in principle and against all detailed considerations. We have also noted the recent objections made and wish to emphasise the scheme's policy compliance to you this afternoon. The proposal is entirely consistent with the site allocation in the emerging local plan, which includes leisure as a permitted use. It is not contrary to the local plan, as some of the objectors have stated, as there is no protection for retail in this location outside of the town centre. The impact of the scheme on the town centre, and in particular health and fitness facilities, has been assessed and found to be negligible. There are new units or sites that could accommodate this proposal in the town centre, so it complies with the sequential test. 
The proposal will introduce further choice and competition into the local health and fitness sector. The objectives um, have made representations are not located in the town centre and they cannot benefit from any policy protection in favour of their businesses. Essex County Council has reviewed the submitted transport assessment and confirmed that there will only be very limited impact on the highway and there is adequate parking. It also has an acceptable impact on air quality. Subject to the outcome of this afternoon and the planning process, Granite will be able to secure a tenant for a unit that will otherwise remain vacant once the construction of the terrace has been completed for opening in spring next year. This will then realise the important economic and social benefits of this phase of the scheme. I thank you again and respectfully request that you support the officer's positive recommendation this afternoon. Thank you, Susie. Uh, over to the committee. Comments, gentlemen? Paul. <laughs> thank you, Mr Chairman. Um, just a couple of questions. They've all mentioned the objections and the objectors and the nature of the objectors and they don't live in the town. I don't see any objectors. I'd love to read a document that gives me some guidance because otherwise I'm a bit of a loss. Um, I must obviously declare an interest because I'm a town councillor and another interest because I would never set foot in a gym and can't understand why anyone ever would. But um, having said that... That's actually apparent. Yeah. Uh, yeah, good. Excellent. But we've been told that the objections have been addressed. No, it's not. I'm very proud of it. Um, the objections have been addressed. I don't see any objections. I need a document in front of me which says this person feels that and that person feels this, otherwise I have nothing to go on. I, I read that my own council objected to it, and I'd love to support them, but it's not very really full. Um, all they say is it's moving from retail to non-retail, and I applaud them. We need more retail space, but I always thought that the gym's involved in retail and people walk and pay money and do strange things, and, 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 and I'm hoping they're going to do this. But, but, but where, I must ask, where are the objections? Shouldn't we, shouldn't we have access to this information before we make a decision? Mr Brown. Just to, and I know what you're going to say, but you don't need to say it. In front of you, there are supplementary representations in front of Vignella that were sent through to you on Monday. They were, they're not just arrived today. They were circulated earlier in the week in terms of supplementary. And that is, that is the only part of the supplementary. That is what the objections are. In front of me, and, ba and you know, aren't they on the website under documents? They are on the website under the documents, and that was part of the sub reps that were circulated on Monday to you. So uh, I, I take the point that Mr. Fairhurst is trying to make, but yeah, noted. Okay, Councillor Gerard. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Um, well, I mean, certainly, I'm also confused by the Saffron Walden Town Council's uh, comment that um, Saffron Walden needs more retail space, not less, but that's in the town centre. Certainly my experience, I've been in, in retail property 30 years, uh, there's, you know, anywhere you go you have a mix and you have certain locations where you encourage retail, A1, which is shops and things like that, and other places where you encourage things like gyms, etc., which we're talking about now. Certainly this location where we have Aldi and we have the, the recycling centre and, and off Thaxted Road, um, Lord Butler down the road, it is a location that certainly is more D2 than it is A1. And certainly I don't see any reason why this shouldn't be um, approved because it fits within the, tenant, within the mix of the location. It's got, there's plenty of good access, plenty of parking. Um, I don't see any reason why not. <coughs> Costa Coffee as well, you know. <coughs> Councillor Chambers. You know me, Mr Chairman, I, I can't be serious for too long. And I'm thinking to myself, 
if somebody wants to put a gym up there, there's no reason why they shouldn't do it. I suppose what they want to do is they want to go up there, get fit, and then go into all in and stuff themselves full of all the food that would actually put pounds on instead of taking it off. I can't see any reason why we can't approve it. Okay, I, I'm, I'm happy to. Approval, okay, I'm happy to propose from the chair. Anybody ready to second? Yes. Okay, seconded by Councillor Chambers. All those in favour, please show. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. That's unanimous. Okay, thank you. Right, moving on, UTT 18-05-69, full application, sorry, 17-35-40, full application, land to the north of number 35 to 40 Hanover Place. Uh, Maria to take us through it. When you're ready, Maria. Thank you, Chairman. The application site is to the north of 35 uh, to 40 Hanover Place um, within Saffron Walden. So um, these are the uh, accommodation here. Um, in terms of the application site, say it's to the north, adjacent to Swan Meadow Car Park and Audley End Park. Um, the, in terms of the site, there are a number of constraints um, that surround the site which have been listed within the report. However, um, one of the main constraints, you've got protected trees along here, along this boundary, and you've got flood risk zones two and three, which come up to within a certain point of the application site along here. The application is a full application for the erection of a new three-bedroom dwelling. Um, the application has previously come before the committee in an outline form where all matters were reserved with the exception of um, appearance and um, layout itself. The previous application was refused um, as, the, as stated within the report uh, on the grounds of um, access layout scale in terms of its impact on the adjacent neighbouring uh, properties, um, disturbance, uh, privacy and overbearing impact, also in terms of the increased vehicular use of Abbey Lane, um, which will cause a negative impact in terms of safety, and because of the outline nature of the previous application, the impact on um, the trees were not able to be um, determined uh, in, in terms of the conservation area. The application site falls within the Southern Water Conservation Area. Um, but the development limits um, end along here, along the boundary, so it's adjacent. The reps are highlighted within the report uh, on pages 83 to 85. Um, in terms of access, access will be taken um, from here, uh, which will be an extension of the existing road which runs along um, the side here. In terms of the appearance of the dwelling, um, the dwelling would be uh, single storey um, in certain areas, so this will be a single storey element. It will rise from one and a half to two storeys uh, where it's further away from the existing residential properties. 
In terms of the overall height um, of the um, dwelling, this is a cross-section um, of the proposed dwelling. So it shows the single-storey element here, um, the one-and-a-half-storey raising to two storeys in relation to Hanover Place, which is located here. Um, it should be noted that um, no objection has been raised from the Environment Agency with regards to flood risk and also no objection has been raised by the Council's Tree uh, Landscape Officer. In terms of the um, assessment of the application, um, due to the location of the site, it's uh, considered to be sustainable and a contained site. Um, therefore, the principle uh, was considered acceptable. In terms of how the application has addressed the previous reasons for refusal, that's highlighted within the report on pages 87 and 89. Um, in terms of impact of amenity, this is considered um, to be acceptable, with minimum noise to be generated from a single dwelling and no objections being raised from highways and environmental health. Um, no impact has been considered uh, to result upon the character and appearance of the conservation area um, and as a result no objections were raised by the conservation officer subject to conditions. Also there were no objections raised regarding ecology um, and as I said with, the, with regards to the impact on the trees. Um, as a result it was concluded that the full application, detailed application, fundamentally addressed the reasons for the previous refusal and therefore is recommended for approval subject to conditions. Thank you Chairman. <coughs> Thank you Maria. Um, we have three speakers. I'm going to take a three speaker. Um, Councillor Light, followed by Trevor Hindle. Councillor, you actually have five minutes. But, uh... Thank you, Chair. I have to say that I am extremely upset this afternoon. More than very, extremely. And I would ask chair and the committee members to refuse and reject this application. This is a case of estate, orderly end estate greed. Can you place greed above the elderly resident's right to a quiet and a safe life? What I'm going to do now is just to take you through the application with some notes that actually refute what is being said here. And the first thing I'd like to say is that I have just had a conversation with Hanover Housing Association, which owns the property there, to say that that red line is actually wrong because the road belongs to Hanover. So the uh, estate only has access, the right of access, but not along the road. That's the first point. However, let's just look at the notation. So the axis is, own, is within the development limits, but the actual site is not. All of these points on the notation are surely reasons to refuse. It is in the conservation area. There are archaeological sites. It is within a flood zone, and if it is built upon, this Currently, it acts as a floodplain. We have seen in the last week, last Friday, the results of flooding in Saffron Walden. And I'm sure some of the uh, 
members here of this committee might know something about that. What happens if you build in a floodplain? Well, you shove the problem somewhere else, and that'll be onto the Hanover site itself, so that'll be prone to flooding. The actual access, if you have been to see it today, you would see that it is extremely narrow. There is a brick wall, and the access to the site right at the end there, would run across the garden of one of the residents who is sitting here. So while she's sitting in her garden and her children are playing, it's a very small patch, grandchildren, sorry, thank you, her grandchildren are playing, any car, any visitor, any van who wants to access the property behind which is being proposed would drive over her garden area. They would have to squeeze between the flint wall belonging to the estate, which is in a dreadful state of repair and really should be repaired, first thing they should be doing, and the brick wall of Hanover. So there is an extremely narrow access, and we can imagine the deliveries from the internet, it's, uh, internet uh, orders, etc., etc., the vans, the lorries trying to get through. Um, the whole area is used, obviously, with emergency vehicles. We have ambulances going there. We have the bus going to pick up disabled residents. We have carers going there every single day. So we need to keep the car parking spaces and to keep the road clear. So let me, let me just take you through. Having made the points on the notation, I'd like you to turn to page 82. The point there of access, it is quite clear, 2.3, the last two lines, is a piece of communal garden land belonging to Hanover Place. How can you drive across it? You can't. You should not allow this. Let me take you on to page 83. The comments from the town and the uh, sorry, from the town council, they still stand. Uh, there is greater concern, as I have just highlighted, about the flood risks. There is not the other reasons that they object is that the proposed dwelling is a three-stroke, four-bedroomed house which does not add anything at all to the town's housing supply. It says uh, also, it's quite clear, that if development is conducted outside of a development, outside of the development limits, it should only be allowed if there is an exception site. This is not an exception site. This is not for affordable housing. Therefore, it cannot be counted as a permissible development. Let me take you on. The representations at the, at the bottom of page 84, there have been many received, and one of the residents representing uh, the other residents of Hanover Place will speak shortly. Page 85, the appraisal. As highlighted, A, it is outside the development limits, therefore it is not acceptable to build here. B, the access to the proposed development is not acceptable, as I have just highlighted, and I hope you have had the opportunity to visit. Point E, the proposal would definitely adversely affect the amenity values of the neighbouring residents. The impact on the heritage assets in point F, it's not acceptable at all because it would impact. The terms of the flood risk 
as I've said, would increase in point G. Going down to point 11.2, the countryside will be protected for its own sake. This proposal completely contravenes this policy. Moving on, page 86, 11.3, down at the bottom. Can you wrap up a little bit, Barbara? No. Uh, sorry, I will, shortly. Um, no, soon. Have I had five minutes? Okay, I'm sorry then. So the proposal does not enhance or maintain the vitality of rural communities. One house does not contribute to the housing supply, as said. And the final point I'd like to make here is about the pavement uh, on Abbey Lane, the supposed pavement. There is no pavement on Abbey Lane at all, not one single centimetre. The elderly people, the elderly residents, which is all, because there are two residential sheltered accommodation on either side of Abbey Lane, plus the almshouses, and no pavement at all. And it would be detrimental to the elderly people to have certainly the construction traffic running along there. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, I'm mindful that we have been to see this, but we went to see this a couple of years ago. Uh, I'm therefore perhaps mindful that we perhaps ought to have another look at this uh, with a view to what we can see and what we can't see. I'm not normally in favour of bumping things down the road, but I think that there's a few issues here that are coming out um, that we perhaps need to be clear on before we can make a, an honest decision. So I'm going to propose from the chair that we defer this and do a site visit. Uh, if that finds a seconder. I really appreciate the people that have waited, and I'm sorry that you've waited all this time, but I think it's probably better that we have a close look at this and just get this right. So uh, if everybody's in agreement, all those in agreement, yeah? Okay, all right, then we'll defer this and we'll do a site visit. And my apologies for you kept waiting. Thank you. Maria, you can now do the next one. Okay, Maria. Thank you, Chairman. Okay, the um, application before us is for Mako Garden Centre, which is located on Elder Street in Wimbush. Um, the application is um, for a retrospective um, application for the change of use of uh, an existing unit which had operated as an office stroke store um, to, uh, which is now operating as a part takeaway for hot drinks, pre-prepared sandwiches, cakes and part retail. Um, so the garden centre which is um, located um, here on this site uh, we have, uh, which is located near the Carver Barracks, which is located further along um, the other side of the road. Um, the application would result in the reuse of an existing building, um, and as a result, um, there is no policy uh, issue regarding surrounding its principle. It accords with the national planning policy framework in terms of. Um, encouraging rural economy 
Um, the development would not give rise to significant increase in vehicle movements. No impact upon amenity um, is considered um, as a result of where the site is located, subject to conditions, and therefore approval has been recommended subject to the conditions set out within the report. Thank you, Chairman. <coughs> Anybody, any comments, or generally all okay? Mr Chambers? Could I propose approval, Mr Chairman? I'm happy to second that. All those in favour, please show. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Carried. Thank you. Ms Shoesmith. Okay, the following application is for a listed building application on the police station in East Street in Saffron Warden. Um, members would be aware of the site and previous applications surrounding um, the application site. Um, this application relates to a new pedestrian access to the existing front boundary of the wall, which is located here. So if I show you the elevations, um, that's what's being proposed, um, uh, a new access within the existing wall. Um, brickwork to match existing, including the piers, uh, and the fence will be timber. Um, it should be um, kind of highlighted that this application was originally part of a, another scheme, which was recently refused for the erection of a dwelling um, located here within the grounds um, to the right of the existing police station. However, um, that was refused and the listed building application is still here to be determined. Um, due to what's being proposed, uh, no objections have been um, raised with regards to this and the setting of the listed building. As a result, um, it's proposed to be granted subject to conditions. Thank you, Chairman. <coughs> Thank you, Maria. Uh, Councillor Gerard, and then Councillor Fairhurst. Yeah, I just wanted to make a point um, from Councillor Lodge. He asked me to say that he did not actually call this in. I think this is from a previous call-in, and his referred to committee it has been left on, but he didn't call this particular agenda item in today. I think for clarification he probably did, but it was reference to the residential development as such, so because it's been broken down, this has carried forward. So I, I take your point. I understand where we are. Councillor Fairhurst. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. This is, that is exactly my point. I think that this is a, in itself um, a fairly harmless or detail-free kind of application. What worries me, though, is there have been sort of incremental applications, and it doesn't show the rigour that an applicant needs to have in order to get a complete uh, overview of the process. We've been sort of shooting here and there, and, 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 and as, as committee we've been battling to try and out which portion of the application we're looking to, to, to address. It, it seems common cause that one would have a pedestrian access to, to a building, that's fine. But it worries me that, we, that, some, that, that there's some need by the applicant to approach us in a piecemeal way. Let's do this little piece, and let's do that little piece. And we're dealing with a listed building. We're dealing with a, a sore point in Saffron Wall, to be quite honest. Um, and, and, and I'm concerned that we've done it on a... I understand the officers here are completely blameless, but it is something we need to impose some level of rigour on the applicant, because otherwise we get in a situation with, of piecemeal, or as my, 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 my colleague, um, uh, Councillor Freeman, often says, uh, application by stealth. So that's just my point. I think it's, it's a worry that we're doing it. We'll do a gate today and a chimney tomorrow, and let's do a piece of lawn the day uh, after. Okay. And it makes it harder for us to look at the whole process. Uh, I didn't know listed buildings in Saffron Morden were a sore point. 
Um, Can I just I, also add, there's another point, that while you have movable feasts, some people don't bother applying. And so I, don't, I prefer to have lots of incremental um, changes. I prefer not to have anything. I prefer not to have any changes. But I prefer to have a number of listed building applications rather than an enforcement complaint later on where we need to pick out the bones of everything. So it works both ways. But uh, I think the other, the other important point here, it's a, listed, it's a complex listed yeah. building's consent. Therefore, some stuff is going to emerge as things yeah. go on. I take your point. We had this conversation two years ago when we said, can we please have it all together? But I think it's actually quite difficult with applications like this. And it, I, is I as, it is as tiresome to, for officers as it is for members, to put it that okay. way. Um, <laughs> yes, Councillor Fairhurst. More, more apropos of this particular application, this is a pedestrian access, I understand, that follows the route of the river. So what is the implication in terms of riparian rights? Because they're going to walk effectively along the river on the side. It becomes an issue because we just be replacing the, the waste grate at the moment in the river, and riparian owners are going to be required to um, um, foot some of that bill in, in the next 50 years. What is the implication here for the, for the applicant? Yeah, but we're only talking about the gate. If that's the only reason. You're not, applying, you're, not, you're not granting anything else other than the pedestrian access via the gate. And so, you know, so there are no implications from a planning viewpoint. There's, you're not, by approving a gate, you're just approving a gate in a list of buildings. But presumably the gate gives you access to a footpath. Yeah, but, well, you've got that access anyway. How? Well, you have to look at this absolutely, totally on list of building issues. It's, that's the only thing you need. It's, it's even more focused than a planning application. And so, so is, is, it, is this acceptable in <coughs> building terms? That's all you need wait, to worry wait. about. To be, sorry, if I can interrupt. To be honest, I don't, it's unlikely that this is going to be for public usage. The reason being that, based on the previous application, um, the other site, um, the part of the wider site um, where the car parking is at the lower deck level, it's going to be a secured parking. I believe as part of that application, there was going to be secured gates uh, to guarantee that there was protection for the residents of that area, that it was just purely for them. Uh, Elizabeth, did you want to comment? If I can just ask for one point of clarification, am I right in thinking that this particular application is necessary to enable the wall to be pierced to make way for this gate? And that's all it is? That's the only planning issue that needs to be considered today. Issues surrounding repair and rights, etc. Are, are not a material consideration today. <coughs> okay. Uh, Councillor Chambers? I propose approval, Mr Chairman. Uh, and I'll second from the Chair. All those in favour, please show. One, two, three, four, five, six, six. And those against? Those abstaining? Two, three, three. Yeah? You're <laughs> yeah, you have to put your hand up. <laughs> three abstained. Thank you very much. Um, that completes the committee for today. Any notices? No, Mr Brown? No? No, we're all good. Thank you very, very much, everybody.